Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that gets to watch Destiny again. My name is Jeremy. We managed to condense like an entire conspiracy theorist corkboard into essentially an index card, and that's pretty impressive. I'm Tyler. Uh, that wasn't even that funny, but nope. uh, I'm not used to it anymore. My name is Zach. All right. We will be back shortly with Gundam Seed Destiny, but we have all forgotten everything that happened in Gundam Seed Destiny, and there's a lot. There are a lot of characters, a lot of plots, a lot of threads. Yeah, I've watched a corkboard. lot of anime since we stopped doing Destiny. I have watched anime since we stopped doing destiny <laughs> i mean i still have that whole adventure channel in there i haven't put anything in there in a while but i'm not sure what to do with it at this point before we get into recapping destiny though i want to say thank you very much for putting up with us going through gundam build divers i think it was the correct move even though it went far longer than i had hoped having to edit some of those episodes and just doing the two that have build divers that we did in person our dynamic is so much better and i'm really glad we saved destiny until we could put our all into it. Belated apologies, because I noticed that most of the audio on those were worst from my end of things. So, uh, sorry about that. Jeremy did his best, but my mic was nowhere near as good as the ones these guys were using. Yeah, we should have just given you one. I don't know why it didn't occur to me. I thought you had one the entire time. So thank you very much for sticking with us through Gundam Build Divers. I'm going to take a moment to plug our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash lastpodcasts. We got very, very close to a minute to our $50 a month goal, where we would play Journey to Burrow in its entirety. We have lost a number of patrons since then, and no problem, I understand. Thank you very much just for listening. But if you want to give us a follow there, we are going to make putting more content on there a priority. What's a Gundam, where me and Kevin from Jumpstart Weekly, my other podcast, watch Gundam Wing, and Kevin tries to remember what happened in the last episode of Gundam Wing is going to be going up bi-weekly, I think. We should have an episode up already by the time you are hearing this. We recorded one yesterday. It was fun. He remembered Wufei's name. It was more than I expected. I've got some ideas, but I don't think we're going to go with any of them for a long time at the very least. The Evangelion series we've been promising should be up shortly if you're listening to this in the main feed and everything has gone right. At the rate we're going, we're going to finally put that thing out there when the next movie actually comes out, which was the original plan. Also, we're having an episode to celebrate the end of Build Divers that we are letting our patrons decide via poll. We have not gotten the results of those yet, although it looks like it's probably going to be related to Gumpla building. So we are going to be giving that a full focus. So for $5 a month, you get all that content as well as stuff we've already done, like rating all the starter Pokemon and talking about video games that one time. Speaking of, if you are looking for the return of last time on video games, it looks like we're probably going to get that in July. Shooting for bi-weekly again until we hit 300 whenever we get back started up, but we do want to take a few weeks to make sure we have backlog for It's a Gundam and everything's going to be coming out properly, as well as get some of that Patreon content done. If you have questions for us regarding Build Divers, hold those. They'll be attached to something else down the line. I haven't made the channel yet for it because we're going to wait a little while. I just that's the reason why there isn't a channel for that. I like that you're being cryptic about it. Like we're not going to do an end no, of I'm, destiny. We're obviously, recap. we're going to do the. We're going to do that. I'm just saying I haven't made the channel for it yet because I'm going to do that later on, the same way we did it with Seed. So, speaking of Kevin and other podcasts, Jumpstart Weekly is back to recording in person. The audio quality is much improved. So if you jumped off because of that. Might be a decent time to jump back on. Or if you just want to hear about what Deku's up to, you know, like three seasons from now where you are. 
Let's Go see. tell people about our podcasts. Yeah, if you don't want to support us on Patreon, but you want to support us some other way, it would be great if we got iTunes reviews. It's really nice when those are focused. So if you could give us a review on iTunes or whatever you listen to podcasts on right now, right before we get back into Destiny, that would be fantastic. Pester your friends. Also, like, I don't know if anyone still uses Twitter who also listens to us, but, like, every episode of Gundam actually goes up on Twitter, so click one of those buttons. All right, so with all that, we have some, like, real-world news that I think probably needs to be addressed that is kind of old by the time you're hearing this, but is new-ish when we're recording it, which is the Gundam Seed Ignited project that was announced when they officially opened the Freedom Gundam in Shanghai. Wait, they opened the Freedom Gundam? Yeah, it's like what? another model like the Unicorn. It's a life-size Freedom Gundam. Okay. As in opened it for, like, tourism? Or, yeah. like, they physically cracked open the cockpit and inside was the Gundam Seed Ignite project? <laughs> the former. They did not bury that movie, although it feels like they did. It's in Shanghai? Yeah. I believe. It's in China. I was expecting it to be in Japan. No, they're expanding their empire, Zach. We're going to get something lame, like a... Wing Zero. We're definitely going to get a wing if we get one in America. Yeah. I just realized that and am depressed. Yeah. No, the Maxter. <laughs> I would love the Maxter. That would be perfect. It's a football playing skateboarding cowboy. It's as American as you can get. We're going to get the wing. <laughs> Probably, yeah. They announced a bunch of stuff for Gundam Seed's 20th anniversary. There is a new manga that's going to be available in English even in July. It looks kind of generic, but the premise is okay, so maybe it'll be good. There is a video game that they announced, and they're just like, Gundam Seed video game. And we're like, cool. <laughs> Coming soon. The probably biggest announcement is that, yes, we are still working on the Gundam Seed Destiny movie. It will be available at some point. Here, we brought the director of Gundam Seed. He said so. You can trust him. Listen to TM Revolution th- saying he's here. 20 years later. Wow. Consider that. For the 20th anniversary, yeah. I still, like don't believe it like i'm not like oh they're lying to me but i as i've said before i watched gundam sea destiny when i was 15 i'm 32 now i've been waiting for this movie more than half my life (laughs) and recording the podcast i don't think i need it anymore like i'm super curious what is this movie i would love to see it they said that the story was written by the late creator of uh, gundam seed the right writer the director's wife whose name is escaping me right now so i can't say it so it would be the same story as before but she died in 2016, so she was working on it for over 10 years between battling cancer, so understandable that it was slow. But that doesn't bode well, in my opinion. Well, especially when you take into account the disaster that was Destiny. Yeah. It's okay. Brando Sando got hired to finish it off. <laughs> and <laughs> You know, I don't think Brando Sando would be a good fit for Destiny or Gundam in general. I was going to say Gundam in general, maybe. The problem with Destiny is you might actually give it too much characterization and, like, it might actually have a satisfying conclusion. And I can't imagine a Destiny film fixing the end of Destiny. I just can't imagine what you do that causes that. But boy, am I curious to see what they try. <laughs> oh, man. I, I actually just had a thought of a Brando Sando Gundam series, and I kind of want that now because it would be all about the political maneuvering. That is what I like about Gundam. Do we have any thoughts on it? The thing is, the news is so little. People are like, yeah, it's happening. Just like they were two years ago when TM Revolution said, I keep asking and they keep telling me they're working on it. So I guess the director of Gundam Seed saying it's happening is more important than the pop star slash voice actor of it saying so. Watch but... the 20th anniversary Gundam Seed game is just attached to the 30th anniversary Super Robot Wars game. Ha. 
Yeah, I don't know that we have much to say on the movie, though, because there's so few details. I'm super curious. 20th anniversary is the time to do it. I still will believe it when I'm sitting in a theater watching it. If it ever comes out, we'll probably end up talking about it. Oh, for sure we yeah. will. I joked about how I watched Madoka after it being out for 10 years and me not watching it, and a week later, the f- uh, film everyone's been waiting for has been announced, so I'm God. I'll actually believe that if this movie comes out. <laughs> we have to finish recording on Destiny, and then the movie will actually that come out. That would certainly explain the amount of penalties you had to take a character creation. <laughs> anyway, with that, let's get into talking about Gundam Seed Destiny. What do you remember about Gundam Seed Destiny, Tyler? You know, actually, a surprising amount, mostly because I watched an episode for the next episode that is not the recap. I'm like, oh, yeah, all these people are major players. Kigali doesn't get to do much, but I guess she's orb president. And Shin is there, and he's angry about Kigali's dad having ideals. Kira is depressed. I don't actually understand why Kira's in this series, really, but then he becomes the main character again. Because they did a character popularity poll, Tyler, and he won. Oh, well, that's fair. But it turns out Atherin is the real main character and maybe has actually the most interesting story arc in this, even though it's basically just a story arc from Seed. I think it might be a little bit more fleshed out from Seed, but at the same time, it's not as interesting. He's got more guilt over the war crimes his dad committed now. Yeah, that is true. Shin has a couple of co-pilots. One of them owns a barbecue sauce company. And uh, one of them is the moon. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) one of them is the literal moon and also space president is playing chess with the ghost of Ray's clone father. Am I miss? I feel like that's most of what happened. Um, also, oh yeah, also Stella went insane, but she was already insane the entire time, and Shin was like, I wanted to be the one to fill your dark soul with light, and uh, then she exploded. Tyler, you never mentioned our savior, Lacus Klein, once in that recap. Therefore, your <laughs> recap is a failure. I feel like she doesn't actually do a whole lot. That she's, doesn't matter. She is she, our savior, Lacus Klein. She did a lot in Seed, and now she's just kind of here. I guess she's running the factory and the terminal, whatever the hell those are. The terminal and the factory are the family, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> That's what forms her triad. It's the terminal, the factory, and Lacus herself. Also, you forgot the gilded idol, Muir Campbell. <laughs> Worship ye not false idols. Oh, yeah, Isaac and Dark are there, too. Oh, uh, also, left Wal- out the team moms. Yeah, Waldfeld has Mega Man arm now. That's pretty good. I uh, forgot about Waldfeld's Mega Man arm. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> yeah, I guess Maru is still... I feel like Maru does not a whole lot in this series. But Gladys is there. Gladys is the new Maru. Maru provides all kinds of advice, like to Atherin in telling him that he can keep Marin because she followed him home. I was going to say that Gladys is living proof that blondes, in fact, do not have more fun. Um. <laughs> <laughs> she had more fun, and now she's paying for it. <laughs> no, no, see, the thing is that Gladys is the counterbalance to all the blondes that are having fun. Therefore, she has to have all the blondes' problems. She is the blonde pariah. <laughs> no, it's that coordinators can make you blonde, but they can't put the fun in you. She would have been born brunette if she is not a coordinator. So you remember a lot more than Kevin did about Gundam Wing. I think he probably cares more than Kevin does about I, Gundam Wing. I have also watched however long Seed was, and then also like 40 episodes of Destiny. We are at 91 episodes worth of Gundam Seed. Yeah, so a lot of that is lodged in my head just by virtue of repeated exposure. Especially because like we watched it once alone and then we watched it again as a group. Yeah, Yeah. we did watch it critically and then spent an hour talking about almost every of those episodes. Yeah. All right, as you might remember, there's an angry boy, a sad boy, and a sangry boy. But before we can get to those, it's the future. 
we decided that, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could genetically engineer people to be better? And then racists decided, no, that's not cool. They should all live in space. And then racists tried to nuke them. In space. Well, I mean, now that they're all in a nice, convenient place, it makes the nukes a lot more handy. But then there were end jammers. Yeah, so the genetically engineered people are like, hey, remember how we're smarter and stronger than you and we can unnuke? <laughs> they made anti-nuke buttons and dispersed them everywhere. So Atherin Zala and Kira Yamato were best friends. Uh, and then they ended up on opposite sides of the war because of huge coincidences. Then they decided, this sucks, so let's be on the same side. Kira's like, yes, can I bang your girlfriend? And he's like, fiance, yes. <laughs> as long as I can bang your sister. Let's train. And Kira's like, I have a sister? <laughs> <laughs> also, there was Mulafaga. He was the best, but his dad made a clone named Relu Crusade, who was the worst and tried to destroy all of humanity until Kira stabbed him. Also, Lacus Singh. What's the respawn timer on the people in this series, you think? About two years. Since canonically, there's two years between Seed and Destiny. I feel like Kira's respawn timer is shorter than that. Yeah, he took perks. <laughs> I was going to say, it's too bad he didn't have that, like, drop a grenade on death thing. Martyrdom? Uh, yep. I feel like he had last stand, though. He did no. definitely have last stand. Atherin had martyrdom. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying real hard. Well, he's blown up his mobile suit twice. He's out heroed Hero Yui. Yeah. He's trying real hard. I think Hero also does it twice. I could be wrong. I can though. think of the one... Yeah, we and Kevin just watched the one where he blew up his mobile suit, was thrown 50 feet from it through the air, and then landed and, landed and skidded through the uh, sand bleeding. Zex Marquise was like, I bet that boy's still alive. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he blows up another one. I swear he does, but I might be wrong. So then we travel two years in the future where Shin Asuka is angry because he was a citizen of Orb and his parents died in the war and he blames the government and became a fugitive and went to Zaft. Uh, arguably, fugitive, not fugitive. fugitive. Refugee I went to a refugee. Yes, <laughs> became a refugee and went to Zaft. No, became with, a fugitive. He murdered the a help man of an orb admiral. Yeah, with the help of Tarika. Well, I think he might cool. have been a captain at the time. He definitely seems to be an admiral in Destiny. He's though. orb guy who has to wear a hat because that's his rank. His rank is has hat. So he decided to join the Zaft military because he was an angry fifteen-year-old. I guess he was an angry thirteen-year-old. Joined the Zaft military, <laughs> and now is an angry fifteen-year-old. What a... is the enlistment age in Zaft? Thirteen. Well, it's got to be higher than the enlistment age in Saga of Tanya the Evil, who signs up at ten. Look, if you're old enough to be horny, you're old enough to die for your country. <laughs> that's that's not really how I think that works. I was actually wondering, do you think he had to lie on his enlistment papers? And the guy behind the counter is like, there's no way you're 18, but sure. This reminds me of the apocryphal stories of people signing up to join the Civil War and putting uh, little pieces of paper that said 18 in their shoes so that when people asked if they're over 18, they could be like, yep, technically. <laughs> to be fair, Atherin was 16 in the last series, so it's at least that young. But we like, how long was Atherin in the military before he was... Yeah, how late no. do you think they had graduated at that point? Well, we know Atherin joins after the Bloody Valentine tragedy, which was eight months ago at the start of Gundam Seed. Okay. So he might have been just out of basic. So at the very least, he probably wasn't 13. There's also the question of how long does basic take in Zaft, because coordinators are better at learning. Is that a much faster process? That is true. You might say that the entire there, experience is better coordinated. There is, at the very least, we know a contest between the members because you have the red ranks and those are the guys that's like at the top of their class when they graduate or who have parents in the government i mean you might be right but shin doesn't and yeah. he's a red i said or 
True. Are we assuming that's how Izak got his position? <laughs> I mean, at the very least, Izak is still skilled. Yes. I'm assuming that's how Nickel got his position. Oh, I was going to say Diarca. Diarca doesn't seem like he has the drive. But Diarca has the skills. Diarca is the skilled, lazy guy. So he's like, okay, I'm going to try to avoid being too good at this so that I don't have to worry about being on a frontline team. And then he's like, damn it, I placed second. With the exception of Nickel, I feel like Diarca is the least skilled coordinator pilot in the series. I kind of agree. That's why I was throwing him under the bus. I don't know. I mean, you've seen all of their uh, Jin and Zaku pilots, named. right? Although I suppose we don't have a lot of named green suits, except Diarca, who got demoted for defecting. And Miguel. Miguel! That's true. Although I guess the thing is, like, we don't see Diarca do very much beyond provide fire support. And he seems fine with that. <laughs> who knows? He's some kind of master <laughs> energy weapon swordsman dude who just never uses it. Like, this is my actual best specialization, but I can't be asked to practice. So Shin enlisted in the military, and he met Luna and Rey, and Mayrin, presumably. Mayrin's a year younger than them. <laughs> oh, no! No! <laughs> you know, to be fair, one of the arguments against Zaft is that they employ child soldiers, so... And Mayrin is an intelligence officer. Yep, she Think was trained that. as a spy at the age of 12. I think we might have isolated the problem with why Zaft seems to have so many people turning on them. Maybe don't put emotional teenagers in charge of your most advanced weapon systems. With no actual military command structure. That's another major feature of Zaft. They basically just threw a bunch of kids into giant robots and said, Have fun! Come back before dinner! And now here we are! It almost worked, those. <laughs> Although I guess kids are also the cruelest, so maybe that's the logic. Yeah, children are psychopaths also, so yeah. See, I have always just assumed that it's because their population is so low, they have to stoop to these measures. And we also all know that the real reason is, in anime, if you're over 20, you might as well be dead. <laughs> Mulaflaga is a goddamn fossil. The uh, creator brought him back because he's like, we can't introduce a new old character. Nobody will allow it. We gotta bring back the one they already like. And Walt, Walt felt, felt, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he was there already, though. I was Give trying me. to think of a character in Shonen series that has that, and I'm drawing a blank. That, that's over 20? Kakashi. Every, well, every time I come up with a character that would fall into that for a series I've seen, I keep coming up with series that are actually more appropriately seinen, like Black Lagoon and Berserk. It's like, those aren't Shonen. They're nope. So Shin met... Luna, Ray, and Mayrin, and they're like, let's be a friend group. And Ray was like, I don't understand this, but my psychiatrist says I should have friends, so sure. <laughs> Ray is blonde, and we have found out recently is probably a clone of Raoul Crusade or cloned from the same person as Laura Crusade, but that's not relevant to him being Shin's friend. It kind of? Was he not placed with Shin by Durundle to, like, keep but tabs I on him? It wasn't so much that he was placed with Shin because he was a clone of Raul Crusade. He was placed with Shin because Durundle is like, I, like, Ray is totally loyal to me and he can control that boy. Well, and I feel like Ray is only totally loyal to Durundle because of Raul. I don't know how much uh, equivalence there is to that, but I also don't think Ray was specifically put with Shin. Okay. I think an interesting thing I was going to talk about when we record the next episode, I think Durundle is actually very into the idea of having a ship full of main characters. And he's like, that's what won the last war. Clearly it works and is proven. I'll get an Athranzala. I've got this Shin Asuka. He's not quite a Kiriyamato, but he's the best I can do. 
Uh, I'll get a girl for the team. Yeah, well, I, I'll put my best commander, who is also my girlfriend, on the ship. Arthur will be there for comedic relief. That's an important job. <laughs> so I need some like... girls for them to flirt with so that they can use their boner power in an emergency. I'm just so imagining Durandal and... writing a fan fiction. <laughs> so Mayron and Luna were largely included on board the Minerva because they happen to be friends with Shin and Ray. I think Mayron is there because she's Luna's sister. But yes, that's why Luna's there. Well, I mean, Mayron is friends with Shin and Rey because of the fact that she was Luna's sister. Presumably, Mayron was going through a different set of basic because she was going, wasn't going through for mobile suits. You would think, although maybe they all went to the same initial basic and then split up from there. Maybe we, she went in a year later. I'm spending way more brain power trying to figure out how exactly the training programs work in Zaft. I'm just imagining 12 and 13-year-old Mayron and Luna showing up on their first day of basic. <laughs> Okay, so we've mentioned Durundle, but not who the hell Durundle oh, yeah. is. Durundle is the president of Zaft. He was like, we should absolve people of their war crimes because we made a bunch of 14-year-olds do a war, and it's not fair to punish them. How much of Zaft's military in the previous war do you think was made up by of the teenagers? I don't think a huge amount. I think it is more now, although definitely a decent size. <laughs> is it more now because of all the casualties yeah. of the previous war? That is absolutely yeah. my headcanon. Uh, and we've definitely seen some people who are veterans of the previous war who are definitely not teenagers, so... How old is Heine? He's a veteran. <laughs> he, he seems like 17 to me. Yeah, no, as I said, like no, 18. Give, given how 19. useless he was, he was probably 20, 21. <laughs> <laughs> the part we missed is that right before Stella stabbed him in the back, he was his 20th birthday, was the day before. He was like, oh, I don't want to make a big thing of it. I just got transferred to this ship. Uh, I'm, too, <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit. I'm, I'm due for my retirement. <laughs> Shin, Luna, Ray, Mayren, and Durundle's girlfriend Gladys were all picked to be aboard the Minerva, which is their cool new main character spaceship. It's got a positron cannon like the Archangel had. It's like the Archangel, just slightly worse in every way. <laughs> See, my head cannon for that is that the Archangel is a battleship. Yeah. The Minerva is a battle cruiser, which is why it's smaller, but carries almost equivalent firepower. It's also got a stupid command deck that drops into the lower portion of the ship for some reason. You are causing me physical pain <laughs> mentioning that, Tyler. I hate that thing. I just, what if someone's standing under it? Like, we're going to battle stations. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> you just squished Charlie. Do you not see the flashing lights? They never came on. So, Kigali, president of Orb, went to Durundle to be like, hey, stop building so many big weapons. And he was like, ah, oh, but philosophy, philosophy, philosophy. You see, I am not a teenager like every other head of state, and therefore <laughs> I can outmaneuver you all. I don't think she went up to set, tell him to stop building so many big weapons. She went to tell him to stop building so many weapons using orb people. And technology. She brought her boyfriend, Athrin Zala. No, no. She brought Alex Dino. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> should be a different character in the graph. Uh, we, <laughs> we definitely messed that up. I don't know who this Alex, this Atherin Zala person is. It was definitely <laughs> Alex Dino. <laughs> Did you see his sunglasses? He's no Quattro Bagina. Although, at least he does not fly in with a red mobile suit, with two guys who are not in red mobile suits next to him, being like, I am not Shar Aznable. They're like, sure, Shar Aznable. <laughs> Whatever you say, Shar Aznable. But on the day that a battleship was supposed to be released and Kigali and Atherin, I mean Alex, were there. Battleship was stated to be released. Yeah. <laughs> I had it on pre-order. <laughs> exactly. It's Gundam, Zach. Buy all our playsets and toys, preferably before they're even out. Some new druggies showed up. Remember the druggies from Gundam Seed? We got some new ones. One of them's cute. One of them has the largest V-neck you've ever seen. Oh, and surprisingly I thought he was the male. cute one. 
So <laughs> the Vist of Venex. And one of them's crazy. Just, yeah. just one of them? All right. Yeah, I mean, kind of, actually. Owl has a cold phrase that when you say it, it makes him crazy. But normally he's just kind of a psychopath, which is not crazy. And Sting's just kind of detached. Psychopath and crazy are the same thing. Can we just point out that Steen Oakley is an amazing name, and I think it's been underrated this I'm entire show. I'm pretty sure it was just somebody trying to figure out a name, and then they happened to notice their favorite, like, singer, as well as their favorite brand of sunglasses. Yeah, it sounds very American if you are not an American. They stole three of the four Gundams, but they're like, oh, there was a secret fourth Gundam, and an angry boy is in it. <sighs> I hate that thing. They were under the orders of Captain Neo Roanoke, who wears a mask. He's got these luscious, flowing blonde locks. He but was, we totally never knew who he was before. He responds to the title, I guess, of the, like, Pigeon of Endymion. The Falcon. The Falcon of Endymion. Oh, that's better, yeah. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon. Neo Roanoke. <laughs> <laughs> so the Minerva, the fancy new battleship, decides to pursue... Neo Roanoke and the Stolen Gundams. Kigali and Alex are on board because they're main characters. The Rundle too, because he's like, I am action president. <laughs> they have a couple of really bitchin' looking Zakus. Yes. Yeah. They're like, what if we made the Zaku the sexiest mobile suit you've ever seen? And I'm like, I'm not sure you could do that. I don't want my grandma and I'll Oh, oh yes, please. <laughs> Actually, I was wrong. I do want that. But some terrorists intercepted them and did an Armageddon. Yep. They didn't even have Bruce Willis to call. Uh, they had Alex and Isaac and Diarca, who stopped half of it, but the other half still went. So the racists decided the only solution was to redeclare war. And then they decided the only solution was to build a big Zam and put Stella in it and destroy all of Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 Jeremy, not Berlin. Germany. <laughs> all Germany. Germany. When you put it that way, it sounds even more ridiculous than it already was. <laughs> to be fair... Going by history, if you're going to start a huge war, the first thing you got to do is get rid of Germany because they're really, really hyper into that. Specifically, the person who did this was Lord Jabril. Imagine the worst James Bond villain. No, even worse, but take away his cool scheme about water. And also, he's not even played by Christopher Walken. He does put lipstick on his bottom lip, though. And is a racist. And had a huge TV room. Also, I think we've decided canonically his first name is actually Lord. You're right. I, I think we have, yeah. <laughs> I think if you were to look it up on the Gundam wiki, you probably would say the same thing. His name is no. Jabril, comma, Lord. It, no, it also speculates that that might be. And is like, here's the proof. But also, that's ridiculous. But, like, the show seems to go to pretty great lengths to convince us of it. Anyway, he hates coordinators and loves war profiteering. Who doesn't? And me, I'm in love with a coordinator. Her name is Lacus Klein. <laughs> oh, no, I don't have any problem with that. I'm at war profiteering. Oh, yeah, it's great. Lacus Klein does it all the time. So Durundle is like, oh, man, how am I going to stop this war? Well, first, I'm going to recruit that Alex Dino guy who I know is actually Atherin Zala to be on my side and be on my ship. Hey, Atherin, have this cool Gundam. Now you're mine. Also, I will make a fake Lacus Klein named Mir Campbell, and she will convince everyone I am a good guy with her pop songs and speeches. Also... Uh, I will kill the real Lacus Klein. murder the real Lacus Klein. To prevent the news from ever getting out that I, in fact, have a fake Lacus. So, long story short, Walfelt is now Mega Man, and Kira Yamato has been keeping the Freedom Gundam in his pseudo-mom's basement this entire time. I am so excited for the hypothetical prospect that will never come to fruition of making an abridged series of this show. Just so that I can edit the Mega Man buster noise over <laughs> Walfelt's <laughs> 
So Kira Yamato boyfriends all of the assassins out of existence and is like, we need to form our own faction. Meanwhile, hey, I remember who we forgot to put on here. Are you talking about the Sarens? Anyway, there's a giant monster named Sin attacking... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I forgot the name of the main continent. Spira. Anyway, Yuna has to go on a spiritual pilgrimage to marry Kigali in order to defeat... And be very rapey about it. Yeah. So Kira's like, no, he summons Valfor, he escapes with Kigali, and they're like, hey, we also kept the Archangel in our basement. Let's go be anti-war. So Shin meets Stella and is like, ah, she's cute and reminds me of my dead sister. I'm not sure if I have a romantic attraction to her or not. I did see her naked once and I'm 15, so probably, but she does seem like she's not really capable of a romantic relationship with me, and I seem to be aware of that, so. Yeah, she's very much not all there. That is at least one thing in Shin's favor. I feel like maybe his irrational attachment to Stella is actually Nightingale Syndrome, where he feels like he has to be her caretaker. I think he sees her as a replacement sister. That's always how I've read it. And she's also in a war-torn country. She didn't ask for this in his view. But oh, no, she's actually this pilot of the Gaia Gundam who killed Heine Waltfeld. He wasn't important. Don't worry about him. Heine Waltfeld, was that on purpose? (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) I I got that too, Tyler. I'm not sure if he's trying to make it a joke or not. Excuse me. Kira was like, bad Atherin, you're abusing your main character powers, and then he spun his lightsaber in a circle and took away Atherin's Gundam. (laughs) This Uh, is why you can't have nice things, Atherin. And Jabril is like, let's put Stella in this giant Vigzam I'm going to destroy Germany with. And Neo Roanoke was like, hey kid, they put Stella in this giant robot they're going to destroy Germany with. And Shin was like, no, I have to protect her. And Kira Yamato is like, I have to stop that from destroying Germany. Get out of my way, kid. And he's like, no, you murderer, I hate you now. My life is entirely revenge. The life of this one girl against the lives of billions of, or millions of Germans. I'm going to pick the millions of Germans. Unfortunately, Shin is an emotional teenager and not very smart, although he's very dedicated to training. He's very good at training himself to be a better Gundam pilot. So Ray was like, I made Destroy the Freedom Gundam Simulator 2019. Please play it, Shin, and then you will be able to do it. My blog says it's great. (laughs) So Shin does it. He destroys the Freedom Gundam because Kira is like, ah, I'm trying to avoid an international incident and run away. They blow up one of the Archangel's engines. It's fine. And then Atherin is like, I am sad that my boyfriend is dead. I mean, he's probably alive, but I am sad that my boyfriend is dead. (laughs) He's a high enough level. He's got the hit points to tank that. So the president is like, here, have new Gundams. You can use them to make the world better. And then he gives a very important speech I pointed out about unfortunate people and how the world would be happier if people knew what their calling was right away. Which is like his whole ethos, right? Yeah. So Atherin was like, I'm going to take this Marin. I'm going to try and take your Lacus, but didn't get anywhere with that. And then I'm going to take this goof and I'm going to run away. And Shin was like, hey, why are you running, Atherin? And Ray's like, destroy him, Shin. And he's like, but I'm trying to talk. Destroy him, Shin. But what about Mayron? She is a traitor. She must die, Shin. That doesn't seem reasonable to destroy them, Shin. So he does. (laughs) So he does, yeah. And then he starts having lots of nightmares about it while he destroys more destroy Gundams. But fortunately for Atherin, one of our old friends from Gundam Seed showed up and picked him and Mayron up out of the ocean blind priest dude <laughs> no not him this time around would have been so good if it was him saying this priest marine i wanted to call him father mulcahy but isn't that is not his name it's father malchio that might be why i was getting mulcahy from that i don't know why probably because i've seen way more mash than i have gundam but no kisaka shows up grabs atherin and Marin, and is like hey archangel 
I found these two floating in the whoa, ocean. Whoa, Here, whoa. you can have them. Whoa, Zach, no one knows who Kisaka is. He's not in the graph. Sorry, Rambo. <laughs> yeah, Kigali's friend Rambo. <laughs> also, they picked up Nero Inok's dead body from Germany and were like, hey, you're a Mulaflaga. And he's like, no, that guy died in space. Like, he exploded and his helmet was there. Also, he was a commander. I'm a captain. I outrank Mulaflaga. Therefore, we're totally different people. And Maru's like, yeah, but you remember the bridge code that we didn't tell you. And he's like, hmm. That is concerning. I did do that. And I do mess with the memories of these child soldiers constantly. Is it conceivable that my own... Oh, no, never mind. He never did come to that realization, did he? I mean, I feel like he kind of is now, right? But I don't think he ever put two and two together like that. Certainly, I think it's in his mind view. Mind view? Mind view, though. (laughs) So... Jabril escaped Heaven's base, which is Zaft attacked, and was like, I will go hang out with the Sarens. They have a Super Nintendo. But Zaft took a bunch of photos of it, and Jabril was like, or, and Rundle, we will call Jabril constantly, was like, <laughs> you've activated my trap card. I will send everyone to attack Orb. And the Sarens were like, he ain't here, we swear. We're totally not lying. <laughs> and then Kigali punches Yuna, and it's the best thing in the entire uh, series. I just had a thought of, like, Yuna Saren is up there being like, yeah, we don't know where he is. He's not here. And Jabril just like walks behind him. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got a martini or something like that. He just walks past him. So Kigali's ghost dad gave her a cool golden Gundam. I was going to call out the bullshit Gundam. It's pretty good. No, it's not the bullshit Gundam, Tyler. It is the camouflage for sissies Gundam. It deflects all beams. It's really good. Why is not everything made out of gold? gold you know how expensive, expensive gold is? <laughs> She did a thing. It was exciting. Uh, she def- helped defend Orb. She punched Yuna. Gamer Dad died practically off screen. I forgot about that. <laughs> and Kira w- went to space to go hang out with his girlfriend. <laughs> and she because was he like, didn't have a mobile suit anymore. And oh. she was like, here, I made you a new one. It's fast. TM. We completely ignored the episode where uh, Lacus and Walt felt <laughs> spy their way into a shuttle. By um, having Lacus <laughs> pretend to be Mir, who's pretending to be Lacus? Yes. <laughs> and Walt felt in a wig. <laughs> that wig is what I was thinking of. Yeah, that happened. So she could get to the factory and the terminal, which are her secret StarCraft factory she uses to make her boyfriend's mobile suits. As well as some other mobile suits, like Dom's. Yeah. No, I'm just imagining Lacus is in a romantic relationship with all three of the Black Dry Stars. <laughs> She's keeping her options open. Look, Kira's very bad at it sometimes, so... You know, different partners fill different roles. Exactly. And, uh... This is my sad boy. He's very important to me. <laughs> oh, and uh, Athrin woke up from being sick and was like, uh, I, I'm not feeling so well. And Kira brought down Lacus in Athrin's cool new Gundam. And he was like, oh, do you just see me as a soldier? And she's like, no, I see you as Atherin. Now go help my boyfriend. <laughs> now take this fancy new gun to my gotcha soldier boy and go save my boyfriend. Oh, we missed one very important character. And that is? DaCosta. Yeah, DaCosta. Unfortunately, he's not going to be relevant anytime soon, but he is my favorite. So yeah, that's it. So Tyler, I warned you in the last episode we recorded that it's been a million years that with three episodes left, I'm going to ask you to tell me what unresolved plot threads are still in Gundam Sea Destiny. Oh, boy. Um, you want to take a shot at that now? Currently. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. Because let's refresh my memory of a lot of random things. Um, so there's a whole thing with Ray that hasn't been resolved yet. I ex- assume we're actually going to get closure on that one. I'm trying to remember all the random plot threads that have been laying around. That is the really unfortunate side effect of a year break. 
I'm sure they were there, but I don't know that I noticed a lot of them while we were watching it. I'm trying to remember. Okay, well, maybe I need to take some time to think about this because I'm having a hard time remembering any plot threads that have been dropped on the floor. I guess there's like Shin, just generally anything with that. Yeah. Um, he's in a relationship with Luna now, I guess. <laughs> also, yeah, that's a fantastic start. I killed your sister. Now <laughs> let's have a relationship. I, I killed your sister, but I also found out kisses feel real good. <laughs> And I'm not saying that's a pro that outweighs that con, but I'm saying there's one on each side of the list. <laughs> I mean, there's the whole thing with, like, how Rao and Jabril knew each other and, like... Durandal. Yep, yep. Damn it. Um, yeah, how we Rao and... We constantly mix those names up. How Rao and Lord um, knew each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should just call him Lord from now on. <laughs> yeah, right? It solves the problem. I, I guess they talked philosophy, and Durandal was like, wow, you're insane. I agree. I feel like there's also Mir. There's stuff with her, and how Athern is like, Durandal's definitely going to kill you when um, when he doesn't need you anymore. Yeah, having watched the next episode um, accidentally, I feel like that one's going to resolve itself. I'm sure there are more. There's Athern and Kigali's uh, wedding ring. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I again, I assume that one's just going to wrap up at some point, right? Now there's a third wheel, though, because he has a 14-year-old. I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Mayrin is into Athrin. Athrin is not into Mayrin. That seems accurate. But is Athrin into anybody? I mean, he's kind of into Kigali, I guess. He did moon kiss her that one time. Yep. He also did propose to her. So and there's that. To be fair, when he finally returned, he was badly wounded. There was a lot of stuff they needed to talk about, like the fact that she was nearly married off to the Sarens. And then, like, as soon as he started feeling better, Orb started getting blowed up. So Kigali was like, I gotta go deal with that. So they haven't exactly had any downtime to talk. I suppose, what's the deal with Neo Roanoke is also on that list. Okay, yeah, how he survived. That is a plot thread I like to have picked up. Well, you see, Tyler, when a character is very popular and sells a lot of model kits. Yeah, whatever happened to Heine Westenfluss's corpse. I can't uh, wait until the movie is about Darth Westenfluss. They overbuilt him. This is not really a plot thread that I feel like they dropped. I feel like it got all the time it needed. But I really wanted to know more about the, like, bio-computer soldier conditioning facilities but I think we got all the information about those that we're ever going to get. Probably. Yeah, it's everything I can think of. Yeah, um, brains in jars. Let's see, do I ship anyone else? <laughs> Gladys and Arthur. No. Uh, no, no. I, I was actually going to say Arthur and his astounding collection of fan photos of Mir. <laughs> yeah, Lacus. Okay, I think recap successful. We can call that a recap. I think it's more appropriate to call it a tangent, but sure. There are too many Space Captain Americas, and they're having problems. The last episode ended with High and Mighty Color yelling at us as Athrin Zala, bloody and beat up, launched in his new Justice Gundam to go help Kira Yamato fight his friend Shin. And we will be back to pick up there soon. It should be Monday if you're hearing this in the public feed and if you're hearing it on Patreon whenever I get done editing the next episode. This one ran a little long, so maybe not super soon. And by that, I mean one or two days. We will be watching episode 41, A Call for Counterattack, or if you're watching on Country Roll, episode 41, whatever last week's episode was called. Oh, wait. Here, wait. I have it written down. I can find this out really quick. It was... Freedom and Justice, because they still haven't fixed their episode titles, and I swear the subtitles have gotten worse. And I swear the subtitles have gotten worse. They called Durundle Delindle.
at one point. <laughs> Not consistently, just one point. And also, uh, I, I, back a few episodes, there's a bit where Yuna is like, you are making a grave threat to our nation, which they definitely wrote, you are making a grass threat to our nation. <laughs> you are sending out your Venusaur. <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke I was going to make, so. All right. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you soon. We have to keep watching. It is our destiny. Finally. <laughs>